Brothers and sisters, it's not often that we get this uh, kind of characteristic from Jesus that we see in the gospel reading today. As we read in the gospel, uh, a man comes up to Jesus and he says, my son is an epileptic, he suffers a lot, and I brought him to your disciples, they couldn't heal him. And Jesus gets really, really uncharacteristically annoyed at the disciples, and he explains why, and it's a little bit hard to make sense of it. He gets really annoyed and he says, faithless and perverse generation, how long do I have to bear with you? How long do I have to be with you? For how long do I have to deal with this for? And what is he referring to? Well, okay, he heals the boy and then the disciples come and they say, why couldn't we do it? And he says, because of your little faith. So what is Jesus annoyed by? What is he annoyed by? He's annoyed by a lack of faith the smallness of the faith of his disciples. It seems like it's a little bit understandable that they're not curing an epileptic of his, you know, disease. I've never cured an epileptic before. I've never, to my knowledge, performed a miracle. What do we make of this exactly? Is Jesus being a little bit disproportionate in his annoyance towards the disciples? Obviously not. So why is he annoyed? What is the nature of faith that he says that they have a little bit of? If they had even a little bit of it, not only could they cure an epileptic, they could move mountains. So what is that little faith? Faith is, of course, we can always very easily, and I think we do, make the mistake that faith is just saying that, oh, I believe in this or that thing. I believe in Jesus, I believe in Mary, and I love them, and I believe in the saints, I believe in the church. I say the creed, and I mean it, and therefore, I have faith. There was a guy one time that told, I asked him, uh, he recognized me you know, at, the, at the store, and he said, uh, oh, hi, Abuna, how are you, whatever. I said, oh, good. And I said, we got, got, getting into conversation, I asked him if he comes to uh, Mass on Sundays, he said, no, Abuna, but believe me, I have more faith than 99% of the people that go to Mass on Sundays. I said, okay, that doesn't make sense. Why? Because faith is inherently related to other virtues, the other, what we call theological virtues. Without uh, hope, we don't really have faith. Without love, we don't really have faith. Faith, hope, and love are kind of a one-unit thing. Without one, you can't have any of the others. Faith is not just something that we do in the, in the mind. It's something that inheres in our, in our hearts, it's something that inheres in our bodies, it's something that inheres in our words, in our thoughts, in our, our actions towards one another. It is faith that saves us because faith is a holistic thing. Faith the size of a mustard seed can move mountains. That's not because we believe the right things, that we check off the right boxes and say, yes, I believe the things that the church teaches, which of course we must. But that's just the beginning of it. Faith as ordered towards hope is something much more. It's something much deeper. To say I believe means that in my, deep, in my deepest darkness, I still, I still can be aware of the light at the, end, at the end of the tunnel, though I don't see it. There's a light there, and I believe in that light, and therefore I'm going to progress in my journey. Faith as ordered towards hope, which is ordered towards love, says and I love that light, therefore I believe in it. And yet I'm taking a risk, and in that risk, I'm giving up of myself. I 
don't have control over this thing because I don't see it. I don't have mastery over this thing because I don't feel it. And yet I believe that it's there and I'm going to move towards it. That's true faith. And that's the faith that not only will it move mountains and cure an epileptic or some other disease, but it'll do what Jesus would have his disciples accomplish as the mission that he sends them on. At the end of the gospel reading today, Jesus says, the son of man is to be delivered into the hands of men and they will kill him and, they will, and he will be raised on the third day. They were greatly distressed. I would say that Jesus would likely have been uh, further annoyed with them that they were greatly distressed for this reason. When uh, Jesus, Jesus does this a few times, where on the way to Jerusalem, he tells the disciples that he's going to be uh, crucified and so on. And at one point, Peter says, God forbid. And Jesus turns around and he says to him, get behind me, Satan. You're not on the side of God, but on the side of men. Jesus doesn't like that. Why? Because faith is ordered towards love, towards self-sacrificial, self-giving love, without which it isn't a true faith. That the disciples misunderstand the nature of faith, it means that they're not going deep enough. But it means that they're not, they have not yet gone deep enough into Christ, and that's kind of the point. That's why I think he gets annoyed with them. They have not yet understood Jesus. They have not yet entered his heart to be, not just believe, but also to hope in him and therefore also to love him to the point of understanding the nature of suffering, to the point of understanding the nature of pain, and contextualizing it in Jesus' entire mission, which is in obedience to God unto death for the salvation of humanity. But that's our call as well. That's why, yeah, faith is a lot more than moving mountains and curing uh, diseases. I think the, uh, you find the, the, the greatest expression of it in the reality of martyrdom. And martyrdom, mar the martyrs, are the truest forms, the truest believers. They are the truest Christians. Why? Not just because they became like Christ, obviously that's the case. But because in that great darkness, in the midst of their death, they're walking in a tunnel that is completely dark, and they don't see the light at the end of the tunnel, but they hope in it. They don't see the light at the end of the tunnel, but they love it, and then therefore they go, out, they go for it. And they walk through all that darkness in order to reach it, and they do. And it's not that they reach it, it's that the light comes forward and grabs them to itself. But that's what they believe. And that's the faith that you and I have to have. So that it's not, Jesus says, if you have even a little bit of faith, the faith the size of a mustard seed, the smallest of all seeds, you will tell this mountain, move from here to there, and it'll, it'll obey you. You will cure diseases. But Jesus wants much more than that. He wants us to have more faith than just a must, uh, the size of a mustard seed. The kind of faith that he wants is something much, uh, the effect of which would be much greater than moving mountains. It's moving the human heart. That's a lot harder to do. It's a lot harder, infinitely harder, to move a hardened heart towards love, to soften a hardened heart so that it can now hope in God despite the fact that it has been calloused because of the burdens and, the, and the, the difficulties of this life. It's much harder to soften a heart that has been plagued by all kinds of terrible events in life. And yet, 
even a little bit of faith can do that. And that's ultimately the mission that Jesus sets his disciples on. And that's, I think, why he gets upset with them. Because he says, if you can't do this, if you can't cure this boy, how are you going to set the world on fire? How are you going to change the hearts of men? How are you going to bring them to salvation? How are you going to change their hearts? But brothers and sisters, for you and I, this is a reminder and a call, I think, to re-examine the genuineness of our faith, re-examine the, the vitality of our faith. Has our faith so much adhered in our hearts and in our bodies, in our words, in our thoughts, in our actions, that it has so much changed our hearts that we are willing even to go to the point of martyrdom, willing even to go to the point of dying with Christ on the cross, willing even to go so far as to say that the pain and the suffering that I endure in life is not going to harden me because the light is there at the end of the tunnel and it's going to grab me to itself and I believe in it and I love it so much that I'm going to go through with it no matter how dark the journey is. If we can answer yes to that question, great. If there's a part of that that we can say, no, I fall here and there, fine. You're human, so am I. It's true of every one of us. But then we do what the disciples do also in the gospel where they ask him, Lord, increase our faith. Or the man that, that Jesus was speaking with where he says, I believe, Lord, help my unbelief. Amen.